Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Waters! Here's off the radar. Uh, not much in the way of, of big headlines, uh, but we have a couple that we can get to here, starting off with the fact that Aaron Rodgers... I feel eye rolls already. I feel like when his name gets brought up, but he was on uh, the Pat McAfee show and did make mention that he is not coming back this year. So that is that's how slow of a news day. I, I normally wouldn't have mentioned that if there was like ten other stories to get to, but it is sort of a slow news day. And I know nationally that actually is probably the biggest story, but for us in our little world, it's not necessarily the biggest thing. Uh, but he is saying that he does intend to play in twenty twenty four and beyond. Um, he still has some time to go on returning from that uh, Achilles injury. Um, and he, you know, was trying to, to say that he was going to hopefully be able to come back, but uh, went on to, to add, if I was 100% today, I'd be definitely pushing to play, but the fact is, I'm not. He just underwent surgery back in September, and it was always unrealistic to think he'd be 100% or get medically cleared during the regular season, but he was working his way uh, as though they were going to make the postseason and that he'd have an opportunity to to do that. So um, that little it, – it, It's amazing to me they have not made the playoffs in 13 consecutive years, the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I, I – it's I saw that stat. amazing, like, and then again, it's really no, not all that surprising no, when you yeah, kind of right. see what they've been for the past 13 years. But, I mean, yeah, there, there's you know been some some probably close calls there in making the postseason. But, uh, yeah, so uh, they could potentially, I guess, activate him if they were going to you know allow him to practice, but uh, that would be just taking up a spot on the roster. So they still have the faintest of uh, – or they didn't have – they had the faintest of hopes going into last weekend and then got beat by uh, the Dolphins. So – um, that kind of just brings a close to that story that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be uh, back this season. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Meanwhile, uh, Cowboys-Bills uh, getting to the TV ratings on occasion. And for uh, this past Sunday's game, an absolute butt-whooping. I mean, we hadn't talked about that at all. I'm sure we will get into it with... Uh, Paul paid me off not to. Mickey on Thursday. But uh, your thoughts on just that that we saw on Sunday, especially oh. coming off the week prior. And then you okay. see what happened last night, which I'll get into in a moment. But, uh, man, Cowboys-Bills, I'll, I'll say this on it, though. A full-blown national game uh, on Sunday in that window, 26.34 million viewers on Fox, largest audience of the weekend, 20% jump from a similar game last year on CBS. So, yeah, 26-plus million people tuned in to watch the Bills beat up on the Cowboys. They make the college football mega games look like Like nothing, like preseason numbers. Uh, And and with all due respect, the 7, 8, 9, 10 million in the uh, college gets. Double Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um all right, that's uh, enough. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know. I think uh, I mean, I, I don't like to, you know, throw the baby out the bathwater with one game, but look, there's a way to beat the Cowboys. It is run the ball right at them and take advantage of their linebacker situation which is 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 not the best right now and play from ahead where you can keep running the ball 
if you have to play from behind and throw the ball, they are not afraid of you on defense because they can just send their Micah Parsons and the rest of the pass rush army after you in droves uh, and go at you. But if you can just run the ball on them, then Micah Parsons, as great of a player as he is, is, is rendered inert. You know, it's just like, well, there it is. So that's what the Bills did. The Dolphins are going to try to do it and then throw in the fact that they can just whip the ball deep on everybody. Um, if Tyreek Hill plays. Jalen Waddle's still know, there. So, but, like, yeah, it's like but you know, if Tyreek Hill's there, it's going to make it Jalen Waddle's more valuable if Tyreek plays. Because yeah, then but yeah, got, exactly. Yeah. So, but if Tyreek plays, and he probably will. Uh, you know, that'll be an interesting game. I think the Cowboys play better next week than they did against the Bills. But even still, that, like, they need to be at home in the playoffs because they're not very good on the well, road. They, they have the tiebreaker so, edge right now. Yeah, they, they do. So we'll see. But they're also not going to beat the 49ers. So why are we even worried about it? <laughs> well, well so. they can avoid them an extra week if they yeah. end up winning the NFC East. Okay, go ahead, Craig. Yeah, well, we mentioned Jalen Waddle there as we uh, talk about the Cowboys and the fact that the Dolphins are coming down the pipeline. So uh, one former Texas native who was a star for the Crimson Tide will transition us into another Texas native who was a star for the Crimson Tide. And oh, yeah, Oklahoma at the very end there. Jalen Hurts last night, Monday Night Football. This was uh, key for Cowboys fans as well, watching along, and I think helped soften the blow of uh, the blowout loss on Sunday to the Bills as Philly falls to Seattle 20-17. to How about Drew Locke? Um, Drew Locke getting it done there at the quarterback one spot for uh, Seattle with Geno Smith out. And a lot of talk about Jalen Hurts, you know, the fact that he was sick. Uh, the reports were out there. He was going to travel separately from the team and all that. You wondered how he was going to play. And, well, 17 of 31, 143 yards, two picks. He did have a, you know, a nice day on the ground, nearly 100 yards and a couple of scores. But uh, Seattle, uh, late touchdown pass from Drew Locke in a beautiful catch and uh, what a win for the Seahawks and what a loss for the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. Yeah, Philadelphia has just they've they've looked good at times it's very easy but they've been playing with fire and the fire caught up with them in Dallas uh, in Arlington and it had caught up to them last night they had a lead I don't know if it was 17 to 10 or 17 to 13 there was eight minutes to go they had the ball at about the Philly or the uh, Seattle 45 and on first and 10, they threw a deep ball. It was intercepted at the goal line by Love, who also ended the game with a pick. It was almost to me like Nick Sirianni was like, you know, we're winning, but, man, we need to look good winning. No, you just need to win. And it, event, it just didn't make any sense that particular time because they were moving the football down the field, could have taken more clock off, maybe kicked the field goal, and had a two-score game. Yeah, I'm, ne- I'm never sad when the Eagles lose. I, yeah, uh, I'm sure. And a very traumatic experience of having to sit and watch them win a Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And to then turn see, around and play like, another one. Hey, here's the deal. I just sit and, like, watch that. Like, I was at the Super Bowl having a blast and got to see Justin Timberlake and all this stuff. And at the end of it, like, it occurred to me, I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> I just had to watch the Eagles win a Super Bowl. It was still great, but, like, at the end of it, you're like, ah. Yeah, you know, they've won one and played it, it one. It's yeah. also minus 400 degrees out here in Minneapolis. I've got to walk through that crap. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was – It's just, Jalen Hurts has just not had the kind of year that they, they need him to I, have I to I get back. I saw him scrambled yesterday. He was a yard away from a first down. I know he's protected himself, but he didn't – he got the first down, the, the push, whatever. But it just seemed to me that he was not – like well, he's strong in that well, moment. Yeah, he had the flu again, all week or whatever he had. What is he so, to play? I, yeah. I know that, but I'm just saying he's been. He's just been a little bit, a little bit brittle. Not that he's not tough as hell. He is, but I, I, I don't know if he's 
he would admit it, but I don't think he's 100%. Yeah. yeah, well, he definitely wasn't. He was, he was sick and not expected to play initially. He traveled separately from the team. So, I mean, it was he was clearly not 100%. But, I mean, if there's something else that, you know, is possibly going on, then that could very well be. Um, well, he said something in the postgame. Do you hear what he said? We're not all locked yeah, in. I mean, not everybody's locked in. Yeah, I was speaking more to his health. But, yeah, um, yeah he said that, and that obviously was, uh, I'm sure, a big talking point and conversation on Philly radio today where they're they're probably in panic mode but yeah those comments got taken a certain kind of way and um you know now they're they've gone from the penthouse to just kind of wondering what the heck is is going on here um so meanwhile uh you had that going on last night and we'll talk more Cowboys coming up on Thursday with Mickey uh but I think I'll just leave it with uh this here uh just one college football game tonight as bowl season Rolls on along. You did have a, a wild and very fun game uh, last night. Western Kentucky beating Old Dominion yesterday afternoon, as we talked about on the show. Uh, that win in overtime in the famous Toastery Bowl. Well, tonight, uh, UTSA at Marshall. Battle of coaches who are rumored in the carousel, but did not get the uh, the bump up in, I, I guess, uh, the, the coaching jobs uh, here in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. That'll kick off at 8 p.m. on ESPN, ESPN Plus from Frisco Texas Toyota Stadium, UTSA at Marshall. And the interesting thing about this is it's the only bowl game tonight. It's the only bowl game until Thursday. And that'll be, uh, you know, a, a day we could talk about that. It'll be South Florida and Syracuse. But um, the Roadrunners are expected to be without Frank Harris. Okay. Uh, as he is uh, banged up and he is uh, not uh, likely to play against Marshall. Um, as you see there with Pete Thamel. A final decision not expected to warm us, but he's pretty banged up and has been banged up throughout the year. And why this is significant is because this is going to for sure be the last game that Frank Harris ever plays in at the college level and the last game he ever plays for UTSA where he's been for six years now. So uh, what intrigue that game had, it definitely loses a little bit. Owen McCown would be uh, the next man up at quarterback, and he's played a bit this year because Frank Harris has been uh, beat up. Um, and he's a guy that, yeah, Jeff Trailer likes a lot, but it uh, looks like it could be Owen McCown. We'll see at game time, but that would be a real shame for Frank Harris to not even be able to suit up in the final game. He has an opportunity to play, even though he's played in a lot of games for uh, UTSA. So there you go. That's tonight, 8 p.m., UTSA Marshall, Frisco Bowl, and there's a few things off the radar. And then we'll have Brandon Marcello. Here's one. We'll ask him about this one. This is uh, Max Olson on Evan Stewart. A&M stud receiver entered the portal. Uh, and, uh, of course, now that, of course, opens the door. Didn't have a great year because uh, A&M's quarterbacks did, weren't all that great. I, I'll, I'll, I'll push back against the quarterback thing. A&M's coaching wasn't that great. All right, there you and, go. Uh, and that's all why right. there's a different one. Well, he's now open. Somebody in the chat room said, would it be too close if he all of a sudden ended up in Austin? No, I think that's where he'll end up, I, I wouldn't be surprised. We saw Drake Dabney, not the same type name, tight end that might have a pro future, go from Baylor to arch rival TCU. That wouldn't be the same thing, but it's nothing now surprises me with what might happen. Yeah, I mean, that's that's nothing alike. And Evan Stewart was deep in uh, Texas, you know, um, he was getting recruited heavily by them during yeah, the recruiting Texas process. or Bama, I would say, are, yeah, the, are the top two for him, unless there's a dark horse that pops out there and, you know. Yeah, I don't think that they ever stopped recruiting him. No. There's been rumors about Evan Stewart in Texas going on while he was at A&M this entire time. So, yeah. um, if I had to put money on it, I would bank on Texas. But then again, yeah, Alabama, I mean, a number of other teams will come calling for him because he's a 
really talented player. You, you um, who I think he is? I think he's this year's Keon Coleman for whoever gets him. Yeah, he, he could be. He could be. I mean, but it's – I'm like you. I saw it. I'm like, wait, he wasn't already in? That's how much it's been I talked about, was, that yeah. he was basically on his way out. And and so I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him head to Austin. But, again, there will be a number of suitors for him, and uh, that's a big loss for A&M on paper. And, you know, to a, to a greater extent uh, as a player, I just don't feel like he's fully fleshed out what all he could be uh, there – but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough loss. Maybe a refresh for him will be a really good thing, depending no matter where he ends up, probably he's going to end up with a lot bigger numbers. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Oh.